Hi, welcome to episode five of a deep tea conversation. Our guest today is Kim Treasure. To the people working in Spotify, Kim needs absolutely no introduction. But for the benefit of the rest of our audience, Kim is currently the sales director of Southeast Asia at Spotify and has over 12 years of media industry experience with a proven track record in developing new business and hitting sales targets. Kim reminds me of Goldilocks, you know, she's a, she is tall, she has lovely golden hair, um, beautiful green eyes and, and a lovely smile. And if you think that's to envy, Kim also has an enviable career and a life. And she's a lovely little son, Oscar. Yeah. Kim's originally from Australia and has been in Asia for close to two years now. Um, we're talking to Kim today because it's important to converse with happy, successful people. And that is what Kim is to me. She's, she's a happy, bright, successful person. Uh, these sort of people, they do something right. They do the key things right. And I don't think they even know they're doing it. And that's why we're talking to Kim today. Kim has a great story and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, uh, hi Kim. Thank you so much for joining me. And Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great start to my year, you know, to be here in the Spotify office to record with you. I've looked forward to this for so long now and I'm super excited. Me too, me too. Thank you so much, Deepthi. I'm really excited to do this too. I know we met for lunch yeah, we know, did. late yeah. last year and we yeah. just had such a lovely time. It was so great. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice to kind of get back together. Yeah. 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 Um, and get in the studio and get yeah. this story out there. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it's guests like you who keep making a deep tea conversation bigger and better. So thank you so much for doing this, Kim. My pleasure. Yeah. Before we get started, so Kim's having a chamomile tea and I'm having Earl Grey as usual. Usually yeah. on my second coffee by now, but I thought I'd <laughs> slow it down a bit for our deep tea conversation this morning. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> So I want to start this conversation like we do with every other episode about how you ended up in this industry. And I, and I love that journey. So talk to us about it. Sure. So mine's very organic. Um, you know, I did a little bit of marketing. I did a little bit of advertising, going through school and business college, etc. It always kind of stood out to me as something that was really cool and interesting, but it wasn't you know, a passion that I was prepared to study for years, if you know what I mean. I'm, I was, it was more of an organic situation. So basically I left school, I did a business course, I did a couple of, you know, admin jobs along the way, you know, as you do in, you know, your late teens. And then 21 rolled around and three of my girlfriends were heading off to London and I decided to tag along. And it was the best decision I have ever, ever made. Did you have things lined up for you? Nothing. No. <laughs> wow, that's adventurous. The yeah. girls that I was going with were so organized. There were spreadsheets, you know, there were oh, lots wow. of research. <laughs> I don't think Facebook had even launched yet. This was 2006. Oh, wow. So it was pre-Facebook. I'm showing my age here. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just had the time of my life. That's amazing. My, um, you know, my first 
job was to get a job so we landed and we're you know living in a little bedsit and we all went out and had our interviews with our recruiters and I landed an interview at a um, small publication called The Economist and such a small such a such a so modest (laughs) so modest but growing up in Oz like I was quite not sheltered but like grew up in quite a small environment um so I didn't really know much about it anyway apparently aced the interview got the job um, replaced another Aussie, which was probably, you know, to my favour. And I'll never forget my first day at work. Um, we kind of knocked off at 12 and um, went for leaving drinks for the Australian girl that I was replacing. Oh, wow. And it was, you know, I thought it was like a leaving lunch. So, you know, yeah. you go along and you go to a restaurant, you sit down, you eat lunch. No, my boss was more the type that would buy two bottles of wine, we would sit down, drink a couple of glasses and then get a sandwich on the way back to the office. So yeah. <laughs> you can imagine, I, I kind of thought, yeah, maybe this industry is for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, It's relatable. Um, it was yeah. relatable. Um, the people were so nice. It was a yeah. fun, cool environment. It was really fast moving. Digital was just coming up. Um, it was just amazing. So I landed the job. Went out to celebrate, rang my mum, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was so impressed, so proud. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of was my break into media. So I just put myself out there, took a risk, moved to another country, applied for a few jobs and landed that. And I've been in advertising ever since. Wow, that's amazing. And, and how did, what brings you to Asia? How did that happen? Well, that's another good one um well after that stint in London I moved to Sydney where I was for eight years um met my now husband and um I was just in the gym doing a workout and I think that's when you get the best clarity and I just felt really clear and I knew that there was a position going in the Singapore office and I knew that we could both potentially pick up and go we had no ties and so we did I rang him I walked out of the gym I said I know we've only been together for like 10 months, but how do you feel about moving to Asia? <laughs> That's amazing, Kim. Yeah, and he said, yeah, let's do it. So I said, are you sure? Because if I go back into the office now and say I'd like to put my hat in the ring for this position, you know, it could quite well happen. And he said, yep, do it. So we decided wow. within a two-minute conversation. That is amazing. And we're here um, two months later. <laughs> oh wow! Two months later, wow. Yeah, so. I love so I love this about for for our audience. I love this about Kim's story. She's such a spontaneous person, and I think with all the guests in our in 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 my series or who I've spoken to, or just I I don't think you even recognize it. What defines their success? I mean, you know, it's just the speed at which you process. Yeah, and yeah. drawn to these opportunities in adventure yeah and how soon you pursue it that's it's just great yeah I'm my best when I'm the busiest yeah yeah definitely I think um there's a saying if you want something done give it to the busiest woman you know oh wow okay I'm gonna remember that that's a good one (laughs) yeah yeah so how's it been you know um moving to yeah moving to well luckily for me it wasn't huge culture shock because my dad's been in Vietnam since I was 10 so I've been coming to Asia you know for a long time over 20 years um they all 
you know, all the expats kind of say Singapore is Asia for beginners. Right. It's, you know, yeah. it's quite an easy, yeah. <laughs> it's quite an easy process. It's easy to get a visa. You know, the government welcome professionals yeah. Yeah. into open the open yeah. arms. Um, everything's organised. Everything's organised. It's a lovely culture. Yeah. You know, meet yeah. people from all walks of life. It's clean. It's safe. It's really, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, tell me about it. I feel so safe so here. So safe as yeah. a woman. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a nurturing community. And yeah. that's, that's another thing I think I, I really like about our industry. Like you said, there's so much camaraderie. Like, you know, even for me to come here interview you it's such a nurturing circle it's just oh spotify is 100 percent the most nurturing company i've ever worked oh that's amazing yeah Yeah. and and it's great i mean for me it's it's just i was just telling you about this it's like it's coming a full circle like my podcast is on spotify Mm -hmm. i use anchor to do it you know and i don't know a person in singapore who wouldn't like listen to music on spotify or doesn't have it on their phone you know so this is like coming a whole circle so i'm so happy for you and we're so happy that you're here and doing this i mean people listening to this and this enthusiasm is just is so great it's so infectious so you were in sydney for for how long did you say so Um, i was in sydney for eight years so i basically Mm. moved over from perth when i was 25 as you've probably already figured out, I'm mm. a bit of a gypsy yeah. at heart <laughs> and I'm not afraid to get Hello. on the plane. <laughs> As am I. As are you, exactly. Yes. Kindred <laughs> yeah. spirits. Yep. Um, so that was, again, the best move. I, I got a really um, great, you know, entry-level digital media sales job. Okay. Met some of the best girls in the you know, in the universe. They're all yeah. going to be my bridesmaids in three months. Oh, <laughs> So that was amazing. 10 years ago, yeah. which is really scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sydney was amazing. It was just so fun. It was so fast moving. I learned so much. Um, I just, it's just the most beautiful city in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In every way. It's just, it's got the sun, it's got the surf, it's got the beauty, it's got, you know, the nightlife, it's got the food scene, it's got everything going for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we might end up back there one day. We'll see. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad place to get yeah, back to. Yeah. Home, yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So thank you for that. Okay. No that problem. was a, that was a good talk um, yeah. <laughs> on, on your journey. So moving on, as you can tell, Kim is is just an adventurous person that requires a, a certain amount of risk taking nature and i play i play it safe uh, mostly but it's important i think to venture out and have the confidence to take risks yeah um but i don't know how that's done kim and i think it's in your nature if you decide to go on an adventure and i don't think you even recognize this but you know you just do it so i think you're you're a risk taker and i think a part of that is about how well you know yourself and how well you are centered and you you listen to yourself so talk to us a little bit about yeah Yeah. you know how does something catch your attention how do you decide that this is something that i'm gonna go for you know yeah and you go for it because someone like me like if i had to if i have to pick up and you know um move i to to sydney to new york to london i can and i'd probably get great opportunities but you know, I, I, I'm like, I 
just look at everything and by the time like I think and make a decision then it's it's, it's six months and it's gone <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a year older so so tell us about how you do it I think a lot of it for me comes down to you're a product of your environment and my upbringing there was a lot of change and when I say change I don't mean we're moving around a lot um, I just mean changes in I'm easily adaptable so I know that if I put myself in a situation where I don't feel comfortable I can adapt pretty quickly so the move to London was huge that was massive for me I was a baby I was 21 and I was going to the other side of the world but once I got the taste for the excitement the change the you know the cultural differences everything I, I just knew that you know that was where I wanted to be and that's what made me tick basically so then my next move to Sydney once you know once I'd come back to Australia I knew I could handle that if I've done London I can do Sydney and then Singapore was kind of similar if I've done London and Sydney I can do Singapore (laughs) so God knows what's next but even now that I'm a mum yeah I still feel that way because I want to give Oscar different opportunities that's amazing yeah that's beautiful and each one of these jumps have been big big yeah you know like I suppose you wouldn't want to be married to me if you didn't want to have a bit of an adventure <laughs> oh no yeah no I want to like I want to be Oscar's sister so <laughs> adopt me you know this because it's, it's fun you know um now that my mom's free um because you know they're empty nesters now now my mom has like at least she takes at least two trips a month wow yeah it's and you know i can't get hold of her i don't know where she is and i was wow. like and that is so inspirational yeah I and it's that. yeah it's so good to see people taking um those calculated but big risks because yeah. it's professionally uh, it's it's professionally and personally rewarding you know yeah I, and she still wants to discover you know, just because the kids have left doesn't mean that she doesn't oh, yeah. want to, you know, have her own experiences, I guess. Yeah, this is great. So thank you for that. I think it's just it's super important to be adventurous, to take those risks, to yeah. venture out. And I think when I met you and when Chloe introduced us, um, it gave me a sense of, you know, what you reach out to people like there are good people in the world. It's a safe place venture out explore you know and you seem like a person who like thrives in meeting new people and 100 percent. yeah and also what you put out you get back do you know what i mean if you give you know the next person a a helping hand you know karma you know which is something that i believe in will kind of come back to you you know Treat people how you would like to be treated in that situation, especially if you're new to town. You know, like I've been the new girl to town three or four times and starting a new job and having to be the new girl and then, you know, different cultures, different, you know, roommates if you're doing a share house thing or, you know, which you inevitably have to do in your 20s because you can't afford to go and get your own place. (laughs) It's scary being the new girl, but, you know, it also – it. It gives you the strength to develop. Yeah. Mm. So talk to us a little bit about that, you know. So yeah. when you're when you're a new person in town, when you're new in a job, of course, you, kn- you did you know people before coming to Singapore or was it just... Because um, media and advertising is quite expat heavy. Yeah, um, yeah we did not know a few people. But having said that, all those people have left. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? It's so transient. So half the people that were all super close to three years ago have left and we're constantly making new friends. You know, we've recently moved house and, you know, um, we've made new friends with our neighbours and they've got kids and it's perfect for Oscar. And so we're finding this whole other network, which we never even knew existed (laughs) pre-kids. Because it was all just about us. And now we're like, oh, play dates. And, you know, we want him to have fun. Mum groups. Yeah. And it's seriously the hardest time on your body, on, you know, in your relationship finances you know trying to balance work trying to balance being mum is full on how do you do it and this is a part of why I like I wanted to bring Kim on to the the talk series is because she's a have it all woman you know (laughs) you don't look tired you're 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 happy you've the great job you know you look like Goldilocks and and you're a mum you know so like what keeps you going Kim like how do you how do you pull through and pull through happily you know it's not like sluggish like oh oh there's definitely a lot of coffee involved (laughs) and then in the evening some red wine um but you know I think that kind of comes back to you know in the past if we're talking about generations and generations before that we all had support we grew up in villages you know like um All the other mums in the village, you know, we would help each other and, you know, our kids would play together and you would get a bit of a break. You know, your parents would be there, your brothers and sisters would help. These days we all feel so isolated. Like when I brought Oscar home, when we brought Oscar home from the um, hospital, we were living in an apartment block. There was no community. Um, So that's what I really love about our new house is there's lots of community, lots of families and, you know, I feel a little bit more connected. So I think coming back to work when Oscar was four months was pretty hectic you know there's still breastfeeding going on and there's still pumping going on and there's all sorts of fun stuff that comes with it um you know I came back to a new team I was hiring new people it was huge and then also being in Singapore we're super lucky to be able to have help at home so that was amazing but also really weird leaving your baby with somebody so mum guilt you know played into it yeah Yeah, like but you've just got to keep on going and it's all paid off like my you know new role that's just recently been announced is amazing and you know just put in the hard work show gratitude um and, you know, treat people the way you would like to be treated. And, you know, usually it does pay off. From an Oscar point of view, he's pretty good. Like, he, he's, he's a really good kid. He's very um, sociable. He loves people. Everybody knows him in the village. He's very cute. Everyone's like, Oscar, Oscar. As we walk down the street. Kid, yeah, heartbreaker. Here yeah. he comes. The um, Brace yourself world. <laughs> one yeah. of the few blue-eyed boys on our street, I'd say. Um, yeah okay there you go yeah. mom be ready yeah exactly that's a girlfriend's coming up yeah <laughs> yeah um, no, that's that's amazing kim so i think yeah. i want to take a moment to recognize that so yeah. kim she's such a humble person the reality is that you're a hard-working person you like keeping busy but it's not all fantasy and it's not all roses it was hard 
the mum guilt, that's probably the biggest guilt, you know. So to all the parents out there who are, who are listening to this, it's normal, yeah. you know. Treat yourself with some kindness. Yeah. And I, I want to highlight this. So, so Kim got promoted to sales director of Southeast Asia and she's done that being a new mum, you know. It is possible um, it, because she gets back what she invests in her people and I've, I work with those kind of people right now. They're amazing. You know, they're just really, really good people. So when you when you don't have that community, when you are, in fact, adventurous like Kim and I are, mm. and you're isolated in a new country, you're a newcomer to the job or to a, a, a new place, then you got to start by building your own community. Treat your own, treat people in your vicinity, right, you know? You need to create your own tribes. Exactly. And that can take a minute. And, you know, as I said, the people that we met and were friends with three years ago aren't necessarily our friends now. They might have left or, you know, just people come in in and out of your life at different times for different reasons. But, you know... It is, it is hard when you first move, but it's also exciting because you're creating new experiences you never would have had before. But that also tells me like you're somebody who's comfortable with change, you see? Definitely. Like there's transition. So if you're not adaptable, so somebody like me, and, and this is why this is so admirable and this is like just such an inspiration, Kim, because like I said, you don't see it. But, you know, sitting across, I'm like, wow, this is great. I, I just don't get too attached, you know, like, let it go new people will be there you know build your own tribe take a minute say your good mornings make time for a cup of tea and keep it real totally. right so that's that's great thank you that was amazing it's so great to have this conversation um so moving on if if i can ask you to attribute your success your positivity your keeping busyness to one particular thing if you could just say like this is what makes me kim treasure what would that be i think it starts with having a really clear idea of what you want so there is no point in walking around this life wondering why you don't have all of the things that you know you desire without having a clear picture of what you desire so every January usually around the 6th I know it's already a little bit past that and I haven't done it yet but you know I've been a bit busy um usually around the 6th of Jan I sit down and I write out a list for the year so basically that could be my goals for a year so it's usually you know lose a few kilos go to the gym more travel maybe learn a new skill um you know just be a bit more productive obviously this year is a bit different for me because now I'm a mom so be a better mom be a better wife get a promotion all of those fun things so really standard like everybody's basic you know needs as a human is to succeed in you know the majority of those areas so it's not you know life it's not it's it's not a big surprise is what I'm trying to get at but I just feel like if you actually jot it down and you're super specific then it sets you off in January on a really good path for the rest of the year and then if I'm ever feeling off path if I'm ever feeling like a bit down or things just aren't going right um, you know, I tend to just grab that book, read through my goals, reset and get myself back on the right path. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you know, if you've got a plan, you know where you want to be and you recenter, then you'll get there. Yeah. And I, I believe that writing things down 
makes it so much more easier to keep track of things. Yeah. You know, it's like imprinting on your brain. And I love it because I get to look back at what I wanted 10 years ago. Do you exactly. know what I mean? So yeah. it's actually quite nice to keep it in the same journal. And it's mm. not like an essay. Yeah. It's like a page or two. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I break it up into mm. career. I break it up into love. I break yep. it up into relationships. Yeah. You know, travel, however you want to do it, however works yep. for you. But I just think Great jot it down. Stuff. Yeah. You've got your plan of the year. Yeah. You know, you can do it, you know, on a five, ten year basis if you really want to. But I just like yeah. to keep it quite, Yeah. you know. Yeah. I so I did that this year. So I was at home for holidays. So that was a good thing. Yep. And my sister's been gifting me journals for decades now. So I don't get my books anymore. But I do that too. I, I like I put it in a personal, professional, yep. and I draw check boxes. But this was the first time I I made a decade goal because I was like I decided that it's a new it's a start mm, of a new decade. Twenty twenty. Exactly mm. right. You know. So it's just it's a new decade. So I made a decade goal list so these are super high level stuff so it's like do the yoga teacher training that i wanted to yes, do forever you'd be great at that yes <laughs> do it oh, thank you and there was like some other high level stuff just like you know i think by the time like in this decade at some point i, I like i'll buy a house yes you know so it was just like it's about I, I, that clarity really mattered yeah having that direction really mattered and yeah. so once i did the the decade stuff and I know you you were the one who prompted me to do this. You said, Aww. like, if you make this list, you know, because I remember you sending me a picture. So thank you for that, Kim. I mean, you know, so it's great. So so you'd say that um, being really clear about what you, what you, what want. you want. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. everybody's goals will be different. Um, and that's what makes, you know, the world an interesting place. You know, I've... I've got some single girlfriends that, you know, are looking to find someone and they're at the point where, you know... Um, that would be really important to them. And I always just say, just jot it down. Like you're kind of walking around not really knowing what you want and going on all these random, you know, dates with, you know, a guy that you might meet on Tinder or whatever, (laughs) hoping for the best. But if you don't know what you want, you know, and obviously you'd take that from your past experiences and your past relationships, what's worked, what hasn't worked, you know, um, who do I respond to well, all of those kind of things, who am I attracted to? You know, physical is obviously just as in yeah. important as what's going on in, internally um, when it comes to somebody that you actually want to marry, of course. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And I think, like, to add to that, you know, Kim also said, woman, you know, you do you. Yeah. You know, um, feel whole and complete in yourself. And then when the time's right, and if you're clear about, what you really want and if that is a suitable partner then when you meet that person you will know you right? will yeah okay that's you amazing will. okay so kim you know this is a leadership and a mentorship series so i'm doing this so people like me can you know benefit from mentorship sessions like this so i'm sure that you had some of these things too because I think nobody can become successful on their own and there's always a mentor around the corner you know um with that name as a mentor or not most often not right um to you know to yeah lead you on your path yeah so so talk to us about some of your best mentorship moments in your life so personally, I've never really had a specific person in my life that was my core mentor. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a network mm-hmm. 
person, if you know what I mean. So I feel like inspiration can come from lots of different sources, not just the person sitting next to you or your direct report or manager. Um, so that can come from multiple different facets. So as you know, like back in December, I invited you to that amazing um, networking event that we put together. Yeah, it was um, so great. It was so great. And basically we got, you know, um, Axe in the room and he took us on an adventure about his sailing trip from Singapore um, down to yeah. New Zealand. The decision-making um, stuff, it was so yeah, great. The decision-making yeah. stuff was so interesting, calculated risks, yep. but actually life or death. I mean, literally life or death. Yeah, it was great. Next level. Um, yeah. We'll put we'll put his link in the yeah. show notes. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, so I take my inspiration from everywhere, yeah. not just one person, because I feel like it's like a relationship. Yeah. You don't just get all of your love, affection, um, you know, great conversation, etc., etc., from one person. And if you rely on that one person for everything, they're going to disappoint you. So I just feel like have a wide range of different people in your life and gather inspiration from all of them, whether that even, you know, come from your parents to your siblings, um, through to your managers, your partners, your partner's family, yeah. everybody. Yeah. But what if you don't... Your son. What if you... Oh, that's so great. Okay, Oscar, we're... You're next in line for the interview. Um, but what if what if you're not working for um, great people? What if the management is sometimes yeah. toxic, which it can be, you know? Um, totally. And we've all been there. Um, from my experience, I don't think people leave companies. They leave managers. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, um, that's true. It, yeah, I feel like that's true. Um, from my most recent experience in the last few years at Spotify, I've just had the most caring, amazing manager that totally gets me. He's got three kids of his own. He knows, you know, the path that I've just kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. um, gone down with that, you know, having a child, etc. Yeah. So super lucky yeah. that I've had that type of manager you know through that time in my life I could imagine some of the positions I've had over the last you know 10-15 years if I had the wrong manager at this point in my life it could have made the you know the process so much harder um you know not that I'm saying that only people with children understand people that are having children I'm sure there's definitely empathy etc etc but yeah I've definitely had managers along the way that um you know can't empathize with you know different life changes and goals etc etc Having said that, um, advice from me would be if you do feel like you've got a toxic manager, mm-hmm. communication is the key to breaking down those barriers. So I think face-to-face is always better than via email. Yeah. And, you know, even with the most recent experience that I've had as a manager, you know, I've come to the realisation that WhatsApp and email is not a good way to communicate with everybody. Everybody's got different communication styles based on what works for them. Mm-hmm. And I always believe that face-to-face is the best way to communicate, especially if there are any issues. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Thank you. And like in my workplace, I've come to realise that that autonomy is super key to, to work. And I think like really good managers um, give their team autonomy because you can't do everything right no exactly yeah micromanagement no no yeah totally it's just finding that balance and making sure that you know you're as a manager also applying a different lens and possibly a different management style to different people 
not just, you know, a cookie cutter approach of this is how I am. You follow my rules, et cetera, et cetera. You do kind of need to adapt and go, um, you know, based on who you're speaking. And as a people manager, then it becomes really important to take that time out, right, to prioritize it. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, if if you're not happy and your team's not happy, then... It turns toxic real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not people leaving the company. It's the people leaving the manager. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like as an employee, we've all been in that situation. My main goal in my career is never to be that person. (laughs) So I suppose it's about self-awareness at the end of the day. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, I want to quickly talk a little bit about about um, networking, you know. So this comes second nature to you. Yeah. But for somebody who, who can't relate to this, you know, or who's not in the sales field yeah. um, or who are more introverted, yeah, what would you recommend? What would you say is a good place, not, maybe not a place, how do you start networking? Because I think it's really key for your professional success and there are really good people out there, you know. So how would you encourage somebody to get started on networking? From my point of view, I think it's just about saying yes. You don't have to speak. You don't have to be the loudest person in the room, but just maybe start off from, you know, from our industry perspective. Maybe just start going to a few, um, maybe not well, award shows, you could start off with like a drum event, for example, or an IAB event, you know, just go watch, assess your peers, chat, you know, with people at those, at those events, you don't necessarily need to work the room, but one or two conversations, take somebody that you work with, if you feel like you need some support, and go together, and then at least you feel like you're, you know, you're still exposed, and you're still at this strange, weird environment where everybody feels and it comes across very confident. That is true. In our industry, yeah. every person is super confident. And that can be really intimidating for it me sometimes. Yeah. I think I'm good at what I do. And I'm also confident. But seeing extremely confident people, I'm like, wow, they're so good. Especially when they're on stage and then yeah. you're sitting in the crowd. Oh, my God. And they yeah. look like a million dollars. They smell like a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm, I rock up in my jeans and my Birkenstocks like I have now, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be intimidating. So Or start small, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a big event like that. Mm. Um, it can be something just as simple as getting together, you know, you, with your peers. But, I mean, a really interesting um, kind of Beautiful. thing that I picked up on more recently I just feel like it's really common for people to say that they have imposter syndrome and it's it's something that made me feel a little bit more comfortable because even though these people are up on stage at these you know huge events that doesn't mean that they're not internally scared out of their mind like are they saying the wrong thing is their voice shaking etc etc it's just about finding the confidence just to kind of go yep I want to do this I'm getting up there it's yeah yeah yeah. Be there, get it done, mm-hmm. and you know everyone has a little bit of fear. Definitely, right? yeah. Another really cool kind of um, TED talk that has been out for a few years actually, mm-hmm. but she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Her name's Brene Brown, and she did a great talk about vulnerability. Brene Brown, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'd recommend that you know yeah. if you are feeling a little bit like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. teetering on the edge of mm-hmm. like yeah. feeling like you're not quite confident enough to go, everybody. For our audience, this I'll, I'll, you know Kim and I will link this in our descriptions when we when we uh, upload this. So find it there, 
Yeah, it's amazing, Kim. Thank you so much for for touching upon that. I think it's so important to go out there and be observant of, of things that you like. So like you said, have an array of people that you can look up to so you're not entirely you're not disappointed but yeah. hold your own counsel and i think if there's one thing i'm taking away from this is that that you hold your own counsel you're you're an adventurous self-aware sort of a person you don't place too much importance on a person you you place importance on on how you treat them on you know what they bring to the table and you know that amalgamation is great so that's great mentorship advice really and um, on networking to just get started start small start small you know so take for, a buddy yeah yeah so and then you feel a bit more secure exactly and for someone you know maybe at my level of career versus kim's this is you know start small with your meeting rooms with your weekly catch-ups and you know mm. be, get get comfortable with your peers you know, then, you know, across brands, across the building, and then take a buddy to, you know, conferences and media yeah. events. You know, that's great advice. Thank you so much. No so, so Kim, I, I touch upon routines as a part of a deep tea conversation because I think having that sort of discipline or, you know, having something core to your nature you know, is important, like somewhere you go for a quiet time or, you know, things like that, that recenter you so you can reassess your priorities and, you know, put your best foot forward. Um, for me, that's like my morning routine where I'm like, I need to clean the house and I need to feed my cat and water the plants. Like if I don't do that, I'm not settled for the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm like, either plants are dead or cat is dead or... <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't function and um, you know um, so things like that so so why don't you walk us through some of your your most important routines you know and um, why they're important to you or what they do to you and how they impact your day Yeah. yeah for sure I mean, it depends what city I'm living in. It depends on, you know, the life stage that I'm in. Previously, I used to love, when I lived in Sydney, I used to walk to work every day and it was just the best feeling, just having half an hour walk in, wakes you up, you're feeling good, you know, the blood's pumping by the time you get into the office, you've had a bit of me time. It's almost um, like a meditative state, you know, being able to have that option. Obviously, that's, you know, not an option for everybody. Moving to Singapore, it's a bit too hot to walk to work. Um, and now that I've had a baby, things have changed too. So on a good day, Oscar will sleep from seven till seven. That is probably That's two amazing. or three days a week. <laughs> That's still not bad. That's, That's not still bad. not bad. That's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think this morning he woke up at six, okay. bottle time, popped him back for a little nap. Mm-hmm. I went off to the gym, came back. We have breakfast together. Mm-hmm. I always like to have breakfast with him before I go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually more food on the floor than on the plate, but you know, it's just that stage that we're in. Um, then I go off to work. Um, yeah, basically straight into emails. To be honest, I've probably already checked all of my emails by this time. Yeah, you seem like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so I know what I've got planned. I know what's due by midday. I know, you know, what meetings I've got going on. Yeah, I'm pretty well prepped. Yeah, obviously try and get this through the day. I usually have about 10 external meetings a week. So just prepping for those. Do I need to make decks? Do I need to, you know, research anything about the company? Have we worked with them before? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, I always try and leave the office by six. Luckily, Spotify is super family friendly and I've got a very understanding boss. So skipping out here at six is fine. Getting home, bath time. 
dinner time again with Oscar. Now that he's a bit bigger, he can sit at the table with us. Um, Oscar's to bed and then I might have a glass of wine with my husband and unwind. We're um, we're kind of having, doing dry January sort of, <laughs> with a few cheat days here and there, um, but yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at on a weekday basis, and then the weekends, whatever's going, whatever's going, as long as we can spend time with Oscar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's a pretty standard like routine that you follow, and like life just flows by. That's yeah, brilliant. and I realized pre-child that routine doesn't really matter post-child you do kind of need to have something right in line yeah, yeah just yeah. for everybody's sanity yeah. everybody knows where they need to be yeah. at what time <laughs> yeah that always helps right yeah yeah, yeah. otherwise and, and I think I, I've observed this kids love routine they do they thrive on routine you know especially otherwise when it's they're just, little yeah they need to know like, where you're going when you're coming back yeah but that also tells us like I think human beings thrive on routine like definitely I know when I've not organized i just feel so overwhelmed and okay so i think there's just one last thing that i want to touch upon which is you work at spotify and that's that's amazing you know it's I'm very lucky girl. It's fantastic but like what is it about um you know this industry that's you know keeping you excited keeping you hopeful and keeping you on your toes you know i mean spotify as a company is just next level amazing they really look after their people um, but from a product point of view, being in ad sales, it's so important if you're a salesperson to be able to believe in the product that you're selling. And I love the fact that this brand is really cool and it's breaking ground. Just, you know, obviously we're recording a podcast. Yeah, we are, <laughs> you know, and I'm on my way, I played like I have a morning chance playlist on Spotify. There you go. Some Indian and, you know, we have to do like, it's, it's amazing. It's so positive and like. Prayer gives me peace, but, you know, that's for another conversation someday. But, yeah, like, I love Spotify, like, you know. And that's what I mean, like, even from a cultural point of view. You know, there is something for everybody, whether it's religion, whether it's music, whether it's lifestyle content, sport, news, entertainment, etc., etc. Like, Jonathan, my husband, has been listening to podcasts for, throughout our whole relationship. Mm-hmm. And I used to kind of think, what are you doing? doing what are you listening to and I always think like I when I ask people because obviously I'm selling audio and I'm selling advertising and I'm selling in all these cool ideas to all these different brands and advertising professionals and when I go into the room I say do you listen to podcasts and some of them were probably sitting about 50% say no I'm like oh you've got to listen to this one or you know um, this is my favorite one I'll send them over like I think you just need to find the podcast that is right for you and then you just start discovering different content yeah 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 Yeah. that's amazing and since taking on this new role I know you're going to be working a lot more with everybody in the industry so agencies and things like that so what can what can we expect so my new role is regional which Mm -hmm. is super exciting um so previously I was just looking after Singapore Mm -hmm. and some regional you know campaigns coming out of Singapore now my role is um based Still in Singapore, but I'll be looking after all regional clients. Um, yeah, so, and also coming out of other countries. So a little bit more travel, not too much, but just a little bit. And um, basically just being able to ensure that if you, if, you know, if Spotify is working with a brand that's covering the region, that we're united, that we're giving them really cool local examples using local language, local culture, local music, local content, etc., etc., And, you know, all from one one-stop shop 
just from, you know, my little team, which is really exciting. Yeah. Okay, it's great. Awesome. So are you ready for the last section of our show? Let's do it. <laughs> the rapid fire. Cool. Okay. So what is your tipple of choice? Rosé. Okay. It was, yeah, I could. <laughs> very, up. very Goldilocks. Like very, yeah. So if Goldilocks French rosé, yeah. just to be specific. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yes, yes of yes. course, madam. Yes. Um, and um, do you, because you're a busy bee, so do you ever see yourself retiring? And if so, then, because I, I, I can't see a Kim being like, free that would scare me yeah yeah. i think i'd be at my worst if i was bored i'll go with 65 and then see what happens okay 65 with plenty of money to travel there you go okay that's a good answer yeah Yeah. and you'll be empty nesters of course by then so yeah yeah. i hope so so. (laughs) oscar that was mum. yeah okay so what is what is your favorite thing to do for fun you know for Uh, fun is travel yeah meet new people okay so 100%. if you're if you're not traveling, so if, yeah. if you're like at home, yeah. If you're so say this Saturday Sunday, like, but again for your personality, mm. like I feel like you get agitated if you didn't do stuff. So fun. yeah, we're quite social. We go out quite a bit if we can, if we've got yeah. the help and everything like that. So um, we also prioritize a date night. So Ooh. if if we can make that happen, yeah out for dinner and a few drinks and then yeah home favorite date night place then oh kalina at dempsey sitting at the bar red wine yeah really nice okay cool so for couples out there make note of that okay so you know um what is bedtime um for kim now oh it's (laughs) early these days because i just don't know what time my little baby alarm clock's gonna go off so 9 p.m last night yeah very early yep okay um and uh what is your favorite comfort junk food yeah i think for most people you go back to your childhood food so for mine it's definitely chicken nuggets which i know is so bland and boring but (laughs) i don't know why it's just comfort food yeah your your mum used to cook could this, no? I don't know. I think it's just like just growing up, maybe like, you know, on special occasions, you know, dad would take you to McDonald's and, you know, yeah. you know, on the way home yeah. from the beach or whatever. We, ha- we had a nice outdoorsy childhood. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite beach in Sydney? Oh, Bondi, hands yeah. down. Easy? Yeah. Okay, Easy. okay cool. Um, your favorite podcast? Tough one. I've got a lot. Um, being Australian, I follow Mamma Mia, which is a lifestyle okay. publication online. And Mamma Mia, it's it's female focused, probably content, but you know, world events, okay. news, what's happening, um, with a little bit of goop maybe thrown in, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So um, they what have is, a whole. What is goop? Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's content and podcasts Ooh, okay mm, all right yeah she's like she's just some crazy stuff um yeah. so the whole mama mia network is fabulous so they mm-hmm. lifestyle news entertainment books um yeah. and then really great parenting yeah. podcasts as well awesome okay yeah. and you can find this all on spotify yep amazing yep how all cool is that and then if i want to be a little bit more global yeah. probably the daily okay yeah and yeah. then armchair conversations are quite good yeah. Yeah, there's some other there's some other ones that we can put in the notes. Yeah, and a deep tea conversation. And a deep tea conversation. Yeah, that's that that's that's kind of on the top of Kim's list, but you know she just forgot to mention that. You know, uh, so I'll help her with it. Okay, um, what is the one book you feel everyone should uh, read once in a lifetime? 
So my book of choice that I always try and read before I do my January to-do list is The Secret. It's not going to be for everyone, but for me, it helps me realign and plan my goals. That's amazing. Yeah. I think for people who think The Secret is not for them, I think a good alternative would be The Alchemist. Definitely. I've read that one too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So for people who who know both those books, like they can relate. Um, It's just the same underlying stuff, but, you know, so grab your books, guys, and get manifesting, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So that book changed your life, you'd say? I read that when I was going through a bit of a um, moment career-wise when I was probably around 26, Mm -hmm. and... Basically, my sister recommended it and I just went down to the local bookshop in Bondi Mm -hmm. and I bought it for $10 and it was just, it just resonated with me at a time that I needed some direction and then I've continued to go back to it whenever I just needed a moment just to kind of think about what's important, what do I want from life, think about gratitude, what you think about you bring about is the basic premise. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Okay. Um, So, favourite um trash tv show so i have this little dirty secret and it's called an app called hey you and it's got all of my trash tv on there and i save it for a sunday afternoon when oscar's having a nap and i can catch up on all my trash tv okay (laughs) what what, what one's your favorite like you know oh you know it's got it's got the good stuff on there it's got the real housewives it's got your kardashians My IQ's just like dropped, but yeah, that, that's my trash TV. Yeah. Um, it's just some Sunday downtime, absolutely. Exactly. No. Oh, and yeah. I'm really into renovation shows at the moment. Fist bump. Yeah, I'm like totally. I know. I don't even own my own house, but I'm into renovation. Shows. Yeah. Do you do stuff in the house all the time? Do you? Yeah. Like I've had a few fails. We went and bought some paint the other day, and I painted the stair rail, and it just looked so terrible. We had to paint back over <laughs> what, it. What color was it? Was it? <laughs> we painted it gray because everything else was kind of oh God, you know. Okay. Yeah, we're just trying to like spice it up a little bit, but it was okay. just yeah, it was yeah. not. We we went back to white. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, um, but that's what they're there for, the TV shows, so home renovation stuff, give us yeah. like, better tips. A bit of reality TV, I'd say, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, fantastic. Okay, um, what do you wish people would stop asking you, Kim? Well, once you've kind of started your family, the next logical question is for people to ask you, when are you having another baby? Yeah. Um, not that I hate that question, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, you know... We're just having a little break in between and we'll see what happens. Amazing. Yeah. So when are you having the next baby, Kim? <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> no, I said to my husband, 2020 is our year of fun. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. And um, do you have a weird um, family tradition? tradition? Yeah. Not really, to be honest. We're quite boring in that sense. Um the one thing that we'll probably do is just get together and have a, you know, like every other family out there, have a meal and a few glasses yeah. of wine and reconnect because yeah. none of us live in the same city. Yeah. But I think with technology these days, we're so connected. Yeah. Like even though my mum's in Perth, yeah. my sister's in Perth, my dad's in Vietnam, Jonathan's family are in Sydney. Oh, wow. Like everybody's spread it's like out. It's a global, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle. Yeah. So, um, but anything that you can remember from your childhood, like mm. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, cricket unites. Yes families and Mm. yeah in especially in india it's like yeah it's a religion right yeah so every time so we had this superstition that um 
you know, because mom would be in the kitchen cooking and then every time she'd walk out to, you know, watch the score, uh, one of the Indian cricketers would get out. Oh, <laughs> so it was a superstition that, that, that she should not get out, <laughs> that she should be cooking. So she'd finish cooking and we'd be like, cook some more. We don't know. We can't, you know, let this... Snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Just do anything but we can't let India lose because yeah. you walk Left out the of the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Your poor mom. Um, I know. I know. No wonder she was leaving home and tr- taking two trips a, a month. A month. Yeah. What yeah. Imagined. Um, yeah. I mean, ours are pretty standard around yeah. that Christmas period. Yeah. For me, going back to cricket, it's the sound of summer. Like the Boxing Day test, all of those kind of things. It was always on in the background as a child growing up. Um, so I suppose, you know, similar similar there. But um, yeah. I think if anybody told my mum to get back into the kitchen, they yeah, would, probably, yeah, they would yeah. be they would be hell to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now if you told my mum, yeah. 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 yeah, it should be like, go back to the country you came from. <laughs> like, okay, well. Um, so um, nickname that your parents used to call you? Kimbo is the main one. Kimmy, Kimbo, anything like uh, Australians love to either lengthen your name, give you a nickname, etc., oh, etc. Et yeah. um, so yeah, I I ended yeah. up with Kimbo basically. So is it Oscar Bo? Well, no. we're, we're getting a bit of Oski, Oski, um, <laughs> which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, yeah. Jonathan thought it would be cute last night to call him O Money. Um, oh <laughs> yeah just random little nicknames. love currency yeah yeah <laughs> so cute That's i don't adorable. mind oski i think oski is yeah cute. it's really yeah. cute okay what what prompted the name though was this you guys just always wanted to name him oscar no um we didn't know until a he month was, before and i just read yeah. this book and i just like, like the name and it goes yeah. with Pacey and we're like yep that's, yeah we'll okay. put Edward in because that's yeah. for my family and then we're away okay. okay fantastic okay um so one last one so uh what did you last listen to on on Spotify this morning I was listening to podcasts mm-hmm. and then the last song that I listened to was Leon Bridges I'm really Ooh. into him at the moment because oh, we're doing wow. some yeah. some wedding playlist planning Ooh. um so yeah, yeah. I like a bit of Leon Bridges. Check him out. He's yeah. he's kind of soulful, kind that's, of cool. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we've reached the end of our show. So, Kim, I want to take a moment to thank you for doing this. My pleasure. It's been lovely. Yeah, it's been so great. And, you know, we're sat in the Spotify office and, you know, um, Kim's against a, a beautiful french window i'll put pictures up um and so great this has been so great recording you kim thank you so much for doing this thanks for having me and all the best with your next adventures and your next guests if i can be of (laughs) any assistance oh thank you i'm sure you'll be women in my back pocket and men that would love to come on absolutely i'd absolutely love that thank you so much my pleasure Thank you uh, for joining us on episode five of A Deep Tea Conversation. We spoke to Kim Treasure today um, and what a great way to start our year. Uh, To all our listeners out there, wishing you guys a very happy new year and a fantastic decade. Um, Stay tuned for our next episode. This is A Deep Tea Conversation with our everyday local heroes and what makes them who they are. Thank you.